0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Mandalorian review. Today we're going to be discussing Chapter 13, the latest episode of The Mandalorian, directed by Dave Filoni. As always, thank you guys for checking in for these Mandalorian reviews over here at Movie Morning. If you enjoy, please leave a like if you can, wherever you're listening, and if you can leave a review, that would also be great. Let's discuss this episode. This episode of The Mandalorian is Chapter 13, entitled... Spoilers right now, we're going to start spoilers, no quick thoughts this time, because a lot of crazy stuff happen, happens in this episode. And I'll just say, it was a great episode, so if you haven't seen the episode, click off. And I would definitely, definitely recommend watching this episode, especially if you're a fan of a particular character, which you've probably heard everyone talking about within the past day. With that said, click off now if you have not seen this episode, full spoiler warning. Let's start talking spoilers. So getting into spoilers on The Mandalorian Chapter 13, which is, I can, can now say was entitled The Jedi. And this title was leaked like a week ago, so I'm pretty sure everyone knew this is the episode Ahsoka Tano was going to be in. It was also revealed a couple weeks back that Dave Filoni will be directing the fifth episode of the second season, which made it very clear to me that this is the episode we would get Ahsoka in, especially after that name drop in Bryce Dallas Howard's episode two weeks ago. So with this, there's a lot of things to talk about in this episode. I guess I'm just gonna go in recap format as always and start off the first scene of the episode, after of course their usual weekly recaps, we have Ahsoka Tano pretty much straight into action, and she's using the fog and mist. Pretty much cover her tracks, and she's just slaughtering through these through this like tribe under the magistrate at the planet Corvus. And they and then basically she reveals her face after she slices and dices every, all like pretty much our soldiers reveals her face and it is a it took me a little while to get used to this new design for Ahsoka Tano it is the same design but in live action format and in live action format it definitely doesn't they definitely they definitely just haven't taken the animated character and translated it straight to live action with like the same facial movements they've taken. The original design for Ahsoka Tano is pretty much species, and just try to make Ahsoka Tano, like try to just use the voice to encapsulate Ahsoka Tano. And there's not like a specific look to her, like it's easy to do with animation. So it did take me a while to get used to the new face and pretty much the voice for Ahsoka Tano. Obviously, in the original um, Clone Wars, in the original, um, Clone Wars animated show, Ahsoka Tano was was voiced by Ashley Eckstein, I believe, or Eckstein, I'm not sure, and she's she's great in the show. She's basically iconic now as that character. She's a fan favorite Star Wars character, and I personally have been waiting for them to bring Ahsoka Tano into live action for like for like so like nearly a decade ever since she's pretty much been introduced, and finally. She's in live action, and she doesn't... There's a lot of her... In terms of her look, which definitely... Like, it's it's definitely her in live action, but it's not really the direction I was taking. There's a few things which they've changed. People have complained about, like, the hair piece not being as long as it is in animation. There's a few things to take into. Firstly... This is Rosario Dawson playing her, so it is a different voice, which definitely took a while to get used to because I'm so used to Ahsoka Tano in the animated movies and, and shows, excuse me. But Rosario Dawson does a tremendous, tremendous job stepping into this character as an older version. That's something that I do have to tell you. This is an older Ahsoka than from what we last saw her. In the Clone Wars, that's a long time ago. She even says the fall of the Jedi was a long time ago. And this is a much older version of Ahsoka Tano than we know. Because I guess the only thing that... that Because from what I understand, this show takes place like three or four years following the fall of the Empire. So she, this, the closest you can find is basically the last scene of Rebels, which if you haven't seen Star Wars Rebels, please check it out. It's a great show. The last scene of that show shows Ahsoka Tano, you know, wearing... I'm pretty sure what is the exact same, like, hood as she wears in the opening scene of this and kind of her robe. I'm pretty I'm pretty certain it is the same robe that she's wearing from the end of that show where she Sabine and her go off to find Ezra. We'll talk about Ezra a bit later in this episode, in this review, excuse me. But it would also be great to see Sabine in live action. We'll talk about all that, I'm sure, in future reviews. But... So, so that is the same. So I guess the only thing that cl- closely encapsulates the version of Ahsoka we're seeing would be Ahsoka pretty much from the end, at, like the very end of Rebels. And the thing is, but because Rebels takes place before a new hole, pretty much right before it, but right by the time we get to the end. So with that said, the time does pass in the original trilogy and getting to the... Pretty much getting to the uh, getting to the end of Rebels, like the final couple scenes, that is pretty much after the Empire Falls. pretty much right after that. And that's when we last see Ahsoka Tano. So this is an older version, so the character isn't going to be the same. She's a lot wiser now, and we'll get to that as we continue talking. I've spent a lot of time just talking about Ahsoka, but just to sum it up, the look I think is great in live action. It doesn't fully translate like like you would expect, but it definitely works, and you definitely still know it's her. And Rosario Dawson does a tremendous job portraying her in live action. I cannot wait to see more of her in the show. And I'd also love to see her more, more in animation if they do do um, more um, more shows like in animation. If we get more of Soka, that would be great. But I'm fully fine with this, um, with the... Uh, um, with the, the live-action version of her, because like I said, Rosario Dawson is great in the role. So now let's get into talking about, pretty much the rest of the episode, so so Mando pretty much arrives on Corvus, and then he, he's walking through this village, and people are kind of, seem very distant, and then we pretty much have her have of him coming off a bunch of soldiers, and guards who are sent by the magistrate, who's kind of the leader of this little village in town, Pretty much like all these episodes, he comes across a civilization or whatever. Like those old westerns, which is why a lot of people love this show. And basically, the magistrate pretty much makes him a deal that she's going to give him this pretty much Beskar sword. Like true Beskar. If Mando goes out to kill Ahsoka Tano. Because she's causing problems for the magistrate and everyone that she's involved with around there. So, he goes off and... Of course, he's not going to kill Ahsoka because he's been searching up for Ahsoka for literally like two or three episodes now. Ever since we heard the name Ahsoka, but he was already looking for a Jedi. So this is very exciting, and we pretty much come across Ahsoka, and you know it's a very quick reveal moment, but it's it's like it's exactly what you would expect, and he's pretty. And then we even there's even a scene following this where Ahsoka and and the child. Which we'll talk about in a second are just sitting there, and Mando's just walking around. He's not used to these traditions, and it's really it shows a different side of Mando that I think we don't really get when it's just him and a child. But when we have someone who kind of like around the same like pretty much who can like stand up to him, we get different sides of his character, and I think I, I really like the way they do that, especially him coming off the, coming across a Jedi. And then we learn that Ahsoka and Grogu, which we learned to be the name of the child, which is probably what I'm going to call him from now on, because calling him the child or baby Yoda I've always found kind of awkward, but I get it, you know, for the memes. But Grogu, we pretty much learn, is his true name, and that we also learned that Grogu was trained at on Coruscant back when, you know, the, the Jedi Order was still alive. And that he was hidden after Order sixty six. Who 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 put him in hiding? I have no doubt it was Yoda, and I guess he put him in hiding on that planet from Chapter one. And speaking of Chapter one from Season one, I will also say that one thing that I'm really appreciating about this season of Mandalorian compared to the first season is I have noticed that clearly the setting is much more diverse. The settings are much more diverse, and I think the locations are just are just this season just looks a lot better in, like, every way you could possibly imagine. So that's something I really appreciate, which I wanted to mention. Heading back to the episode, though, she even mentions how she doesn't want to train him. I guess it's jumping, uh, jumping forward a bit. We learn he's Grogu, and he's been hidden, and the rest of his memory is really dark. So obviously, something happened with him in that time. And then, and then we cut to the morning, and they're playing a bit of fetch to test his Force abilities. But Ahsoka pretty much says that she can't train the child because he has too much of an attachment to already a father figure, which is, of course, Mando, and that he's too angry. And this is something that I expected because <clears throat> some people would mention, like, maybe Mando's going to leave Baby Yoda or Grogu with Ahsoka Tano. But there was no way that he, they weren't going to have the child just stay. Like, he's going to be around for pretty much the rest of the show. I don't imagine. I can't really see them. Just dropping that character and just saying, oh, he went to go train with Ahsoka, which would be cool to see in maybe like a spinoff show. If we don't actually end up, so I'm just saying that's a few ideas that I wanted to throw out there. But we also do get a a name drop of Yoda when she talks about how when she talked. This is a bit earlier, actually, when she talks about how only one of her um, his species has Ahsoka ever seen, and then. She even mentions Anakin like without directly mentioning his name when she's talking about how the last time she came across a Jedi who, you know, who's too angry and too this, that, that, whatever. Obviously being a former master Anakin, it didn't end well, obviously, as we know. But Mando basically makes her a bit of a deal that if he helps her, goes to go to take down the magistrate and everyone there, Ahsoka has to agree to train. Grogu now obviously this wasn't gonna go as he thinks I thought it might have been a thing where they just stay on Corvus for like the next couple of episodes maybe until the season finale which would have been an interesting way to take the show because we're always jumping around we never really stay at a location the only location we repeatedly keep going back to is Navarro but even then it's only for like really quick episodes and things like that but pretty much there's a really cool encounter an action scene towards the end of this episode where Ahsoka's just like cutting through these guys, and then we even see who Michael Bean is playing. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I was pretty disappointed seeing Michael Bean like just go down like that, just Mando just shooting him. I'm pretty disappointed that that's the character he's playing as, and I thought Michael Bean was gonna have a big role in this season, but I completely forgot because this, this season had so many guest stars lined up, so I was pretty disappointed to learn that that's all we're gonna get of Michael Bean. Pretty much see him and then you barely even notice that that is Michael B. And then he just gets killed. That was pretty disappointing. I wish we get more of him because he is a really fun actor. And, you know, he can do all these things. But it doesn't look like we'll be be getting any more of him. Which is a bit disappointing. But the action sequence with Ahsoka Tano and her two, I guess, white blades or lightsabers. I don't really know if they can be described as lightsabers. Pretty much fighting um, the magistrate with her Beskar spear great action sequence and then we get another massive name drop something that will actually play into the future of the show I imagine and she's pretty much trying to learn where the magistrates brought bosses and then she says where is grand admiral thron and when this happened like i knew, like my star wars fan inside like couldn't hold it anymore this episode is exactly what i what i always wanted a star wars Live action show to be, and that is to have all these connections to, um, to to the, to, uh, to the Star Wars lore, but also, but also have, have it have a great story that it you know it could just go th- um, that it could hold on its own. So, we'll definitely be seeing Thrawn, I think, later. There's already fan casts thrown out there, like Michael Fassbender, who would be absolutely awesome as Grand Admiral Thrawn. I, like, if that actually ends up happening, like, that's just perfect to me. But, before we continue speculating about Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra and all these people, which I know Ezra wasn't mentioned in this episode, I just have a lot of theories around him. Mando, we do know, we do learn that Ahsoka, it will, in fact, not be training the child, but... Because, well, one, something I was confused about is she's not actually a Jedi anymore. Which is something that, like, if you're, like, just someone who just casually knows a Star Wars lore, you'll just be like, so what? She holds twin blades. She's a Jedi. It doesn't matter. But someone like me who's seen, like, all the shows and stuff, I can, like, just say she's not a Jedi. Which is why I was confused why she was going to be the one that Bo-Katan led Uh, The Mando 2. Now, that's because they actually know each other. I get that. But pretty much Ahsoka tells Mando to leave to this planet. I believe called Tython. I mean, I might be getting that a little wrong. But basically, she wants the child to go up on top of this mountain and basically choose his path. And if he chooses the path of a Jedi, a Jedi could... An, a, 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 like, you know, just Elijah live I should hopefully be able to find him and train him because she can't, because she's kind of traumatized by past experiences of pe- like people who are too angry and had can control the force in a particular way, so so basically that's why all this stuff is happening and then And basically, I have a few theories, but I'm going to have to wrap this up pretty soon, so I'll just talk about it quickly. But I think it could be Ezra, because, of course, if you don't remember, those purgils, I can't remember the the proper pronunciation or name from Rebels. At the end of the show, spoilers, wrapped up Grand Admiral Thrawn's ship with Thrawn and Ezra in it, and took them to somewhere we don't know. Obviously, they didn't die, so that means Thrawn is alive, clearly meaning and implying Ezra is also alive, meaning and also implying that I doubt we're going to get to the end of The Mandalorian show without seeing Ezra Bridger. So I do think that Ezra Bridger is pretty much who Ahsoka Tano is referencing here. I think mostly because Ahsoka Tano is a much older character now. Especially if you think through it, like she, she's gone through Clone Wars, Rebels, and all this, and Ezra was pretty much a rising Jedi throughout Rebels. So he's, I think, more in a position to take over, you know, the, you know, to be with the, um, to train the child. So that's my thoughts and things on all that. But I'll talk about this more maybe in another episode or, you know, a podcast episode during this week because I have so much to talk about. But with all that said, that comes to the end of this review and recap. What did you guys think of this episode? I absolutely loved it. Dave Floney did a great job. I will mention, though, I do think In terms of when we're talking about an episode of TV, his episodes aren't as cinematic and they don't have that flair that like episodes which have Bryce Dallas Howard or even like Peyton Reed or people like that directing. They feel a little more TV like, but this is a streaming show so that it kind of should feel like that it is a show, not a movie. But uh, but that's just something that I definitely noticed with the Day and Filoni directed episodes. But you can tell this is by far the best episode he's directed. But yeah, with that said, I'm going to have to end this review here. Thank you guys so much for listening. What did you guys think of the episode? Please let me know. With that said, I'll catch you guys next time. Goodbye.